When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With me, things always come down to the choir. <laughs> the only thing fake about me are my Instagram accounts. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> ah, Wait, what would it be? Uh, what would your handle be if you were taking down a housewife? It's weird because he he did the housewife he wasn't even trying to take down her name. But yeah. I guess okay, let's see. A little misdirect. Maybe maybe he was going to attack both of them. Maybe. I'm trying to think. Something let's see. Who who name someone to take down and then I can maybe think of a pun. Heather. Heather? Um Heather have, uh, something sad Mormon. <laughs> no, we already did we already like came up with all the Heather puns last week for the book one. Alright. Who else? Who else? I don't know. Mary. Mary Cosby? No, let's not do that. Uh, why not? I don't know. What if, what if it was the other bad Cosby? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, I'm Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Travis. And this is Privileged Twinks. It's a podcast where we review, deep dive, and discuss the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yeah, that's why you did the whole thing this time. I know, I remembered. It's in Utah. That's in Utah. <laughs> Um, I feel like this episode was a little, I don't know. I was kind of hoping last week's one would be like a setup for this week's one. Mm. And it now, can't all be bangers, you know? I know. It's just hard because the show normally has all bangers. No. Every season has, you know, episodes that are. Normally it's like banger, banger, slur. banger, setup, banger. Hmm. Maybe not. I mean, it wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, there were still good. good parts of it. I mean, some interesting developments. Right. I think the meat of it, obviously, is the Angie husband thing. Um, oh, really? I thought it was more... Lisa versus Heather? Yeah. Yeah. That was the meat and potatoes for me. But the Angie thing... I don't know. We'll get into it. Okay. I feel like... I don't, I don't I, think she's gonna last. I left it kind of being like, okay... Yeah. Sure. The whole episode... But I also, think she painted herself... I think Angie H. has painted herself into a corner where she's not going to make it. Yeah. But I, I could be wrong. But also, I mean, she's kind of giving, like, Lisa, Lisa season one. No. Like, lie, 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 set up, set up, set up. Like, she, I, I, I could go around. Lisa lied about her feelings, which is, in a way, endearing. But I don't know if she lied about... She's I don't know if about, she lied about her actions. Yeah. That's true. And her husband's actions and yeah. Mm. Nothing's really looking good for her. But it is funny. It's funny to me how like she just kind of like acts like nothing's wrong. Like the skiing event, she was just like, "Hey, Lisa, let's talk." And like at the there's like multiple women that are kind of like mad at her. Like Lisa, Jen, and Heather a little bit because of Jen. 
And then she just like shows up to that audition like so but, cheery, so smiley in costume. But I don't think Heather is mad at her. No, but well, yeah, I think that'll be a big part of next episode. But I just mean, Jen had told Heather. Heather's clearly on Jen's side. Angie at this point knows that Jen's going to be there. That Jen has probably told all of them about it, and she's just like, <laughs> I don't want to laugh, guys. I um coughed so much from my I had a respiratory or have a respiratory infection I coughed so much I like bruised my rib or cracked it or fully broke it I'm not sure so Travis is scared to laugh because when he laughs he coughs and when he coughs his rib hurts so it's happening right now it's happening right now (laughs) that's gonna be a sad soulless episode with no Travis cackles in it (laughs) But you're on antibiotics. I already so. laughed once. It's fine. It's just certain things. If my... God. Stab, stabbing pain. Hopefully... You're on antibiotics, so hopefully it'll get better by next week. But do you want to go ahead and get into the episode? Uh-huh. I don't think this one necessarily... Like, this episode, I don't know if it warrants, like, a super... We can in- go in sections, So What was the first thing that happened? Yeah, definitely. I just mean, I don't know that it's, like... I don't know if there was even enough stuff in it to be, like, to point out funny moments or anything like that. Like, I just can't even think of too much stuff, except the next time on, which we'll get to. I feel like the first thing I remember, how did, who, what, who did it start off with? Remember the weird black and white editing that was like, oh, that was funny. Uh, I kind of liked that. Did you like it? I did, but, like, I don't understand why they chose to do it on this particular episode. Like, I thought maybe if they... That would be warranted if they had, like, a 50s party. But they didn't. There was, like, nothing old-timey in the whole episode, but except for the beginning part. Hmm. I kind of like the... You know, like, um, on Love Island, where it's like, tonight, and then it shows what's going to happen on the episode? I kind of like that aspect of it, but I think the editing was just... I was just like, why is it this style? Hmm. Okay, well, I liked it. The editors, they have a lot of fun. Um, so it was basically saying, it looked like kind of like tabloidy and it was saying like what we were going to get on this episode. So like the Instagram account made about Jen and then it showed Whitney, it was like Whitney's husband is fired. And then it showed her in like smacking her ass. And then it shows, it talks about Lisa sending the tweet receipts about Heather lying. Right. Okay. But we open up with Whitney. Um, so... It opens up with Heather, and she... Oh, the choir. ...is, like, checking on the theater. For the choir, yes. Yes. I actually really like this idea, because I... There's some... When you're not religious, or maybe you're spiritual, but you're not, like, with any religions that are institutionalized in your area, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I understand that feeling sometimes. I feel like a lot of people... Because I know some people, and they just... They get so much out of it sometimes, which that mm-hmm. sounds selfish. But I mean, it is also like a, a like an extra support in the community. Like people help each other. Opportunities present themselves. Like you know, like for people, I've mm-hmm. known people to get jobs through work, f- like furniture, uh, like discount. I mean, well, there's also something that all sounds very selfish, but at the same time, it's like people help each other in ways that make life easier. And you don't really get that. If you don't go to church. Right. But there's no alternative. I also think it's kind of the thing of 
like when like if I'm at a concert, I just like feel like really spiritually connected. Like if I know the music, I'm singing it communally with people that also know it, and you kind of like get this camaraderie, but also like it's it's emotional a little bit. Yeah, it's like a conscious vibe. And there's sometimes everybody's brains are vibing in the same space. Yeah, and there's sometimes when I've been in church where I've like felt that, and I think people probably feel that and think it's religious or spiritual, whatever. Um, and I feel like even if they weren't even like singing about religion, it's like a communal space to like sing together and just have a fun time Yeah, and like organize to do it like every now and then. I did a choir in high school for a year and it was very, um, I really enjoyed it because there's something nice about like just meshing. Cause you, I mean, realistically, if you're going to join a competitive choir, like some or somebody that tours or whatever, um, then obviously you would want a group of people who are capable singers. Yeah. But I just think for like as a hot or just like something fun to do, you don't need to be uh, amazing. Your voice doesn't have to like be stellar, you know, as long as you can chart the track the notes a little bit. Yeah. Which you can all like work on. I think but a lot of people think singing, like, singing isn't like um, a like completely natural talent like you can learn how to do that stuff but it's weird to me that they like i didn't get the audition part i know i was like you just want to have fun with people like why are you being making so exclusive yeah it's i I would understand something if it was like okay well i wanted to do this and now i have a thousand people trying to join yeah but that was not the case right our our friends were also saying it was kind of like um somebody somewhere is that what it was called the one on HBO? Somebody somewhere all at once. <laughs> the one the one where um where she moves back to her hometown because her mom oh, dies. Oh, I said we're here. No. I think it's called Somebody Somewhere. Anyway, they go to um they have like a kind of queer, all inclusive choir every week. Her mom's not dead though. Her sister died. Her sister died, that's what it was. And it's kind of like a queer, all-inclusive, spiritual, singing, talent show type of thing that they call choir practice, I want right. to say. Right, yes. So it kind of reminds me of that, except that they're being exclusive with it. Yeah, I didn't like that. What do you think of um, gay da- daddy Corey? Zaddy could get a daddy. <laughs> he walked in the door and I was like, okay, daddy, daddy gay. Yeah. <laughs> um... That, that's pretty much all that we see of the theater at that moment. And then we obviously come back to it later. Um, but then we switch to Jen going to the trampoline park on a date with Sharif. What do you think of that? <laughs> um, next. I mean, it's I, fine. You I know, mean, Sharif is a sweet man. I like that she kept her Chanel earrings on the whole time. Yeah, just and stretching like them out. Really, yeah, they were really heavy and dangly looking. Yeah, I love trampolines, and it's always a fun time. You do have to be careful, especially as you get older. Yeah. Those places are pretty safe, I think. I don't know. I think you could easily, like, hurt, hurt yourself. Like, spring your knee one way or the other, and then it's, like, your foot goes one way, your knee goes the other, and then you're just, like, ACL gone. Mm. That's what I think of. Interesting. What I'm learning is I don't want to do anything ever. <laughs> because no. I think I'm going to hurt my knee, apparently. <laughs> Last week was skiing. This week it's trampoline park. I've been to one once though and it was fun. But it was like with my fraternity brothers when I was a freshman. Yeah. I spent my childhood on a trampoline. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, me too. Well, not my whole childhood, but a lot of it. And I, like that hours. Huh? 
<laughs> like in Harry Potter, it was under the stairs. Yours was on a trampoline. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I would, like, I think like four hours at a time. Like, and then I would get, like, I would eat and then I'd go back outside and just hippity hop around. That's fun. We, we were on it a lot. I don't know about that much. Yeah, it was a little obnoxious sometimes. Um, our first one didn't have, like, the netting around it. I mean, ours never did. <laughs> well, one of those... And our first one was, like, would had that little dip in it because the springs had come off. Yeah. So, like, we would just roll into it. Yeah. And every once in a while, one spring would, like, ba-da-wing. <laughs> yeah. Which was really dangerous. And I'm not sure. I question a lot of things now about our first that one, situation. My grandpa got for free, I think. Or maybe my dad. One of them. But the reason he got it for free was because it had cigarette holes all in it. <laughs> so there were just little burn holes in certain parts of it. That's a choice. And then we got a new one with the netting on it. And then um, a tornado came through and blew it into a tree. Mm, interesting. I mean, luckily it wasn't anything more than the trampoline. But um, surprise, my parent, my grandparents had one. And they lived out in the country where, you know, uh, coastal Florida. And they just put it in the ground. Oh, yeah. Mm. Rich people do that, too. Well, they weren't rich. <laughs> and, uh, but I think snakes would go down there. Yeah, that sounds like probably. Anyways. Moving on. Did they, like, dig the hole? Yeah. Oh. My, eventually my dad just, like, built little stakes to keep, to hold it down. Yeah, that's how I broke my arm when I was a kid. We were playing Power Rangers, and my cousin Roundhouse kicked me in the air, and I fell all like I went over the edge, and my you know where the the little legs are, and it like mm-hmm. comes up in the middle. I yeah. smacked my arm right on top of that, Ugh. snapped it right in half. I don't like thinking about that. Yeah, well. Ew, snapped it right in half. Okay, trigger warning, Travis. Mm. Okay, basically the whole point of showing this was that they wanted to talk about the Shaw Exposed Instagram account, and. He, Jen was basically saying that, like, it'd be one thing if he named it Jen Shaw Exposed, but he named it Shaw Exposed, so it's coming from my whole family. What'd you think about that? It was a little dramatic. I don't know. I mean, I guess. I honestly think the whole thing is... I don't think anybody thinks when... If if you heard that in context of uh, the housewives, I don't think of his him or his family. Exactly. I just think of her. Exactly. So, but I'm, you know, whatever. I get it. Okay. I mean, I get her reasoning. Yeah. I mean, I get why she would be mad, but I think it's a little much to be like, it's going after everyone I love. (laughs) I was like, no, it's not. First of all, it's the only comment they ever showed was going after Lisa. (laughs) Second of all, it's clearly after you. That's the name. Um, so then we go to Lisa's house. Her dog's name is Kendall. I just thought it was funny to me. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like if you're going to have a dog, naming it like a name that's very... Person? Yeah, it's kind of strange. Like, name it Goo Goo Starberry. Or, like, you can't name your kid whatever you want, but you can name your pet whatever you want. I think it's funny sometimes, though, when a cat or a dog is named a person's name. Like, but then, I think but it's, then like, I so wanted... far ironic that Kendall is funny. Oh. <laughs> I kind of want it to be something, like, so out of fashion that you wouldn't um, meet somebody Pamela I don't know if that's out of fashion but I guess kind of I don't know Maud do you know any Pamela's her name? like Maud Maud yeah like it's a human name but at the same time nobody names 
that. Nobody is. I mean, yeah, that could be fun. That could be cute. And you like only dress it in like seventies outfits. Mod is it a seventies name? No, but Mod is a Harold and Mod. That was a great movie from seventies. Oh yeah, the car. The car. Is that the one where the car goes off the cliff? Does it? I don't remember. No, that's something else. It might. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know how we got there from the dog being named Kendall. This part, the main part about this is like that Jack is still saying that he wants to be a businessman and that everything online is telling him not to go to college. But I agree with his dad where he's like, you're picking and choosing the things that are telling you not to go to college. But, and you also can't believe everyone online that says they're a billionaire is a billionaire or whatever, you know? Um, I mean, it's a bad argument because you could say the same thing about him. He's only listened to people who come like... True. Confirm his belief that college is the best thing to do. Okay, true. When really it's a personal decision to invest your time and energy into learning a skill that's going to make you money in the future. Or yeah. that it's going to help you do what it is you feel passionate about doing. And if I it's think, not doing those things, then why are you doing it? I think the main thing that they need to get in his head is that the reason Fresh Wolf is popular is because Lisa promoted on Lisa's show. Like, if Lisa wasn't on the show, no one would know what Fresh Wolf was. It wouldn't even be on shelves. It's not even on shelves. It's all online. Yeah. So the only reason people go to that website at all is because Lisa Barlow is on the show. So that's why they need to get in his head. But, I mean, I think he probably knows that because he said during that conversation that he doesn't he doesn't like people saying that he has daddy's money, which I thought was interesting because I was like, you mean mommy's money? But, right. okay. Um, a sexist. Uh, right. I mean, I'm not saying. I think that's just the saying that he'll probably say to him. Yeah. Um, but I also, I mean, I, so I guess I'm in between. Like, I don't, I mean, maybe he's not informed enough about the, or the way he's talking about it. He's not making it, them feel like he's put like sincere thought into not going. Yeah. The way he's communicating. But at the same time, I think I, I think it's perfectly valid to not go to college, especially if you have a viable business, an entrepreneurial like entrepreneurial spirit. You know, there's a lot of things that you could learn in college are things that you can find easily, yeah, online and teach yourself. I mean, that's not everything, and a lot of things you get in college, I feel like are. Not the things that are advertised. Like, uh, like all the classes I went through, critical thinking, like, about... I did a lot of social sciences, so, like, history sources, who's talking, why, what are they saying, like, what's their end goal, like, being very aware of those types of conversations, um, and being exposed to different... in, a, in an environment where you're, you can experience or read about or see different ways of uh doing things is valuable in itself yeah and i think that's what lisa was kind of trying to tell him too was like it's not just about learning things like it's not just about like taking what you learn there and applying it like to business but it's also about like living on your own and being like gaining new experiences and meeting new people and seeing people you've never like learned about yeah. different cultures and people that you might not have been exposed to in your day-to-day life but that's also something i feel like it's interesting about kids, about how we raise kids. Is it's like, why do you wait 
like till the till they're you're like 18 19 20 to learn how to take care of yourself but i don't i mean i'm not a parent so obviously like i don't know all of that it's just i don't think you have to go to college to do that either like you can i mean i think you'll actually learn faster how to take care of yourself if you don't yeah but that's true but they would have to make him move out (laughs) right and cut him off yeah the the funniest part that I took from this though was when she was like, you know, like when I went to college, like my mom never taught my mom. I didn't grow up in a house where my mom cooked, and he's like, I didn't grow up in a house where right. my mom cooked. Just <laughs> funny. Um, so then we transitioned to Whitney at her house, and she's talking to Justin, and he basically comes in and is like talking about how he got fired, mm-hmm. or really what it sounds like is they kind of gave him an ultimatum, like Whitney stops doing this or you get fired. Is what it seems like. Because it seems like he did kind of make the choice at the end of the day. Like, they let him make the choice, I guess, to get fired. But he says fired, too. So, I don't know. But he, like, makes that post. Well, maybe... maybe He's decided to leave. He's decided to stick with his wife. Well, he said he would always choose his family. Yeah. So, maybe it was that way where they said... Because he said... They said, I don't know how we're going to make this work. Or, I don't see how we can make this work. And he said he chose his family. Yeah. So maybe it was like what you said. And then I was also um, looking it up, like what his job is. And it seems kind of vague about what his job is. I'm sure I could like find it if I really dug for it. Yeah. But I think we were talking about how he was being sued because he started an MLM. And I think this, that's a different job than what he has now. That was like a while ago. So I don't think... I was kind of in my head thinking that this one he worked at is the MLM one, but I don't think it is. So in my, I was kind of thinking that because of what they were saying on the reunion about his work, that he got fired because they didn't want people talking about his work anymore on TV. But you're really, drawing too much attention to to them maybe some, doing in, bad things, right? Which maybe still is the case. Mm. I don't know what the company is, but what they basically say is it's because they did that like naked scene basically mm-hmm. which i don't know i feel like i don't know i mean how... I, if you were i if you work at a place where i mean they do live in salt lake right there's a lot of mormons and or religious people who have a lot of values around that and i could see how people might not know how to or might not want that in their work environment yeah because it you know it not explicit but it is very sexual in nature uh-huh doesn't and didn't leave much to the imagination <laughs> that's very true which whatever like i'm you know as far as a being on tv i don't think it's a big deal as far as like just watching as a viewer but I'm not surprised that certain, especially companies that might be smaller. Mm-hmm. And have like an image to uphold. Right. And maybe they're, a lot of their business is with people who are of a like mind. And you he's kind of higher up in it. Right. And too. then people have probably, you know, if they're losing or if it's a conversation between their clients of like. Yeah. Someone's behavior. Then that's really hard to, embarrassing slash hard to deal with. Like, what do you say to that? Yeah. Get over it, you know? Take your values and shove it. I mean, it, the, it it was a sad scene, though. I mean, he clearly 
cared about his workplace. Like, mm-hmm. he's crying, writing the letter. Well, I mean, it's, it sounds like he put a lot of, I mean, a career in the sense of, like, he's worked his way purposefully and developed a lot of skills and yeah. was and proud of his... And she said he makes more money than her, mm-hmm. which is crazy, because she gets Housewife Paycheck and Whitney Wild, Wild Rose. Rose. Yeah. I mean, I, she has, like, skincare, but she also has, like, merch and stuff. I'm assuming she makes money off, like, pretty good money off that. Yeah. If YouTubers do, then she does, you know? Right. <laughs> like, they have way more reach than that, so... Yeah. So, then we go to Beauty Lab, and this is when... So, I'll kind of summarize it, because there was kind of a lot, but... Basically, Heather was saying that she was happy that her cousins, like, went skiing with her and all this stuff. Um, and that she's, like, really happy that they're back in her life, but that she's worried that the book is kind of, like, going to hinder that. But then she also says that because Lisa tweeted out um, a screenshot of her dad's obituary to prove um, that she had texted Heather before he died, uh, that... Because Lisa was, like, putting their family business and stuff out there on her Twitter that her cousins were like, we don't want to be, like, roped into this and have our family business out there. It was just one cousin, though. I think I, I think more specifically, she already had anxiety about the book, but the fact that her cousins... The book is about where she's at in life now and how she feels about Mormonism, which they know. Yeah. And so the fact that they were willing to come onto the ski trip knowing that made her feel like the book wouldn't ruin relationships. Yeah. But then... This stuff also... Exactly. And I think it's very... I don't... That's dumb. I mean, I kind of get people... Like, if you... Someone in your family was on TV and somebody else in your family's obituary was being reposted, that might be, like, insensitive. Yeah. But, like, are you getting roped into something? I, I think it might be more like, you can Google Heather Gay, and obviously things come up, but now they have, like, her dad's name, and they have, like... I, I don't know, I, I think it's more like personal info is now being, like, shared. So, they're probably, like, trying to keep themselves private, and now, like, more things about their family being... But I'm sure if you Googled it, like, you could find his name. I don't know. Yeah, I I think it's really like uh, obituaries are public, right? Like she got, clearly got that from like a website. Yeah, I don't. Um, it was just sad to watch because she obviously has a lot of uh, damage when it comes to her relationship with her family. Yeah, and to see it like set back so hard over something that's kind of silly, especially when she doesn't have much family left. That actually like. Yeah, and I don't think Lisa did it with that, obviously, with that in mind. I think it was in poor taste, obviously, but I don't... The collateral damage is sad. Right, but yeah, but I think that's what, like, Lisa was obviously going for. Um, But we do get the line at the end where she says, I hope her being right in this moment is worth it to her because I feel like she's lost me forever. Mm -hmm. So we get... Repeat. Someone else has lost Heather forever. Yeah. (laughs) Not that there was that much between them to begin with, but... Um, So then Whitney goes to this mindful living place for Erica's private class. uh, And Lisa comes too. And the funny part that I thought was funny about this was... Well, Lisa was like, it always seems like we do yoga together. Like, why can't we just go shopping or go get dinner? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's almost like I feel like Whitney's like, this is our thing. And Lisa's like, can we not make <laughs> like it's like unspoken between the two of them. Um and I also thought it was funny because the instructor keeps being like, beautiful Whitney. Amazing Whitney. And then they just keep showing Lisa and I'm sure they were like the right positions, but she just looked uncomfortable. And then they kept cutting to the like the instructor like giving her these crazy eyes like oh, what is she doing <laughs> beautiful Whitney mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be me though if I did yoga with someone that actually does yoga right so then Whitney kind of tells Lisa about uh, the thing with Justin and she doesn't she says she can't go into it but then in a confessional Lisa's like it's all over the internet like everyone knows already that yeah. he got fired well, I think she meant, like, the details of why. But she she literally just said, like, Justin's having some work-related issues. We, well, I can't really talk about it. And then it showed Lisa and Confessional being like, we all know Justin's fired. Yeah. And then... We... <laughs> we then... Uh, she said that... Um, she, like, talks about how... What she did on Twitter. And that she... Whitney was basically like, don't you think you should have, like... Or maybe I should have just given Heather a phone call. And Whitney's like, you should still give her a phone call. And then she says, like, well, I was planning on just going to choir prep. Choir work. Auditions. Yeah. Yeah, Auditions. So, the thing that Heather didn't want to happen is apparently going to happen. Yeah, I... Do you think... What do you think about uh, the way she handled it? Do you think she should have even touched it? I think... No. And do you think Heather was actually... Would you consider what Heather... Hearing her explanation of it, would you still say it was a lie? I think the accusation of you texted me, how's your dad feeling when he was... After he was dead. That's kind of a big accusation because that makes you look very insensitive and like you don't actually care about anybody. But that's still her point is that it was still insensitive because he was in hospice. In hospice, yes. I guess... Uh, to me, it's just like if you, if your dad was in the hospital and they brought him home and you did, and Heather didn't tell her he's in hospice, then I don't think that's an insensitive thing to say. Like not if you don't fully know the whole situation. Right, I agree. I don't under I don't get it. I don't know why she would. If you're not close and you're not like giving her the information, then how would she know that? Right, and Heather even said like. That's very sweet of you for thinking about us, Lisa. Like, that was what the text said. Mm-hmm. And then her dad passed, and she sent, I'm so sorry to hear about your dad passing. I think, it, to me, it's like she was painted in a very poor light, and then she went back on her phone and read it all, and it was like all, like, she did everything right, and Heather thanked her for sending the text. So, like... It seems wishy Yeah, it seems weird. It seems weird... I think she probably could have just screenshot the text and been like, Heather's dad passed on the 17th. Here's the text. I just don't want to look like a bad person for do, for not for this. Like, I don't know if you need to screenshot, like, the obituary. Yeah. Like, I get that that's the receipts, that's the proof, but I think that's the insensitive part to me. Like, she, I don't care that she showed the text. In fact, I, I'm kind of happy she showed the text. But it could have just been a little, like, it didn't have to be, like, side by side... Here's proof with the dead dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, I don't know. I also, I don't even remember what she was talking about, but I thought it was really funny. She was like, 
it was like the cherry on the icing on the topping of the cake for me. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed out of order. Right. You just all you have to say is cherry on top. <laughs> cherry on the icing on the topping of the cake. Yeah. Okay. Specifically. <laughs> so then Meredith and Seth go to dinner with Angie and Chris, her husband. They we find out they have a toddler, which I don't know if they said that on the last season or not. I feel like they did. And then Angie says in her confessional that she thinks that Meredith and her are kind of trauma bonded because of what Lisa's put them through. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like how they've been friends for a long time and then Lisa does something to screw it up and then zero friendship. Um, although I think Meredith is kind of getting over that already. Uh-huh. And then she, Angie basically says like she doesn't like being dragged into everything about the jazz tickets thing. And that she has talked in Whitney about those things in private, but she would never do that in public. And that, well... And she never mentioned sexual favors. Right. Basically saying, I've talked about rumors about her cheating on her husband, but never cheating on him to get... To get tickets. To get tickets. Or to get work stuff. Yeah. To me, it's just like, okay, so now you're admitting that you have talked with her about cheating. Well, I don't think that's a big deal, though, because everybody, like, everybody talks about everybody to some degree. I know, but last episode she said she would never say those things. I, but you could still say she meant, like, I would never say that you did sexual favors for tickets, which was the accusation. I guess, yeah. It's just, I have a lot of little cracks coming out, you know? Yeah, I don't, it's just... I don't know. I remember last season when she was first on, it seems like, oh, maybe she would make a good housewife. But now I'm just like, I, I don't, I'm very, I don't know. I'm like, I don't even, uh. Yeah. And it does seem like she's already caught up in like too many, blah, like, yeah. who, well, kind of like with the Kathy thing where there's no, there's no recording. True. Although this one does have a little bit more receipts, but at the same time, it just feels like she wasn't a part of the cast. We didn't get a constant stream of her side of the story. True. And so now I'm just, it's like a bad taste. But we do find out later that Angie lied to Jen, said that her husband didn't make that account. Right. And then he ends up saying, I did make it. Yeah. So that's another lie. It is. (laughs) And that one is on, that one's basically on camera. Right. And I don't... I mean, I guess... I understand why she would do that, though. She If... Like, what choice did she have? Would she right. be like, oh, yeah, my husband did do that? Yeah, I guess. So, then she basically says that she... She kind of, like, implies that Lisa has also made fake Instagram accounts because there's been accounts that have, like, posted things that... She only she had told Lisa like yeah. only she would know. Well, Angie implied it, and then yeah, Meredith straight up said it. Yeah, she said like, well, okay. So then Chris admitted that he made the fake account. Um, Seth acts kind of like concerned, but he's like, well, I guess if you were defending your wife, and then Meredith is like, that's not great. But I've also heard that Lisa does that. So if you you're like fighting fire with fire, I guess kind of a thing. Yeah, I don't... Uh, what do you think about the whole thing? Well, what they didn't mention in this part is that it was called Shaw Exposed. Oh, you what don't all think they he knew? Says, all he says in this moment is, like, I made a fake account to 
like deny things that Lisa was saying. But I don't think he physically says the Shaw exposed part. Oh. So I think that's probably going to be a different... Would have been taken a different way if he said that to them. Mm. But what about the act of like... Because they're all like... <gasps> like gasp. Do you think it's that big of a deal? I think it's kind of like a no-no when you have a public figure as a wife. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that is when it kind of gets, like, really messy. Like, it's like drag queens making fake accounts to, like, hype themselves up and shit on other people, which has been rumored about drag race queens. It's like, y- you shouldn't do that if you're also a public persona. I think that makes it worse. It's one thing to just make a fake account. It's another thing is, like, you basically are representing your wife, and then if people find out that this account is you, then it goes back to her. Right. she's on TV. I also think it's... Because uh, fr- at first I was like, okay, but, like, people talk shit on the internet and, and anonymously all the time. So, yeah. like, what's the big... Like... But <clears throat> it's also, I think, different when it's somebody in your circle to some degree that is that knows things that, like, the national audience isn't going to know. Yes. And that's also... And they're shit-talking other people in the circle. And I think it's probably production doesn't like it. I could see that, yeah. If I had to guess. But, yeah, so I... I would agree. They also took it, like, very... This part was very, like, oh, I think this is for the straight people. Where the women were very, like, uh, ew. Like, a very unattractive (laughs) behavior. And I was like, the gays are in the gutter all the time, like, (laughs) slinging mud. So, that didn't... That's not off-putting. That wasn't my first thought, but um, apparently that's a that's a turn off. Yeah. So then that's really like all they that whole dinner. That's all that they really talk about on the show. Um, and I don't know. I feel like that alone is probably gonna make Meredith pull back a little bit from her. Like right. not that they're really that close, but like I think especially when she finds out it's. Gen related, I think she's that's gonna be like okay. Yeah, but also like there's a you, there's a person sitting across from you that like might very well do the same thing to you. Exactly. Yeah. True. So then Heather goes over to Jen's uh, new rental house, which it's very nice, <laughs> very big, and has really nice furniture. I'm sure the furniture is also rented, but still. Yeah. Um, and then there was like an alien party. She makes this whole like blowjob joke. <laughs> And then uh, Jen tells Heather about the Shaw Exposed account. And Jen basically said that she had heard it from Lisa. I didn't believe it was true. Mm-hmm. And then Lisa today tweeted that the reason she found out about it was because she saw that. And then she, like, you can go and say, like, forgot password. Like, you can try to log into something, say forgot password. And then it says, like, which one do you want to send it to? Your email or your phone. And so she could tell based on the email and the phone that it was him. Yeah. And so then she cross-checked it with his account and it was the exact email and phone. Like, it's like start out and it's like the like last But the parts. same beginning and ending. Yeah, exactly. Right. So then she was the one that told Jen and then Jen was like, I didn't want to believe her. So I just mentioned something to Angie about it and she said it wasn't true. And then Chris ended up calling her saying that it was true and he's sorry and the reason he took the name was because he saw that it was available. <laughs> Which That's a dumb reason. Yeah. You literally you could have just named it like dot 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 or whatever. Like it didn't have to mention anybody else's name. 
Or, or could have mentioned Lisa's name. Elisa underscore Barlow underscore is a bitch. <laughs> like, whatever. <X>. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You could have found something. But I just mean, like, you kind of brought it back and made it very pointed. Mm-hmm. So you could have just not made it pointed at all and just made the comments pointed, and then nobody would have suspected. I, I think it would have been less suspicious. Right. So he basically was, like, saying he, he was sorry, but Jen was saying that it was hurtful and tells Heather that, like, you need to watch out for... Them. For the The Harringtons. Yeah. And then Heather was like, well, what are you going to do about it? And Jen was like, what are you going to do about it? And like, basically, like, as my friend, are you still going to be friends with her? Because that's Jen's M.O., baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which she really shouldn't be, because she's lucky that any of them still talk to her. <laughs> I mean, I know they all thought she was innocent at the time. No, but for real. <laughs> uh, so then we go to choir auditions. Right. Uh, uh, First Underwhelming sh- turnout. Wait, 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 but first they showed Lisa singing. <laughs> oh yeah, she's like away in a manger. Like not. I thought it was fine. Away in a manger. But I like how John was like, "Yeah, that was off." Because it because it's supposed to go up, and she went down. I know. <laughs> so then we basically find out that, or we we see Whitney and Angie doing this like. They look crazy. Like, I remember... Like, I know that they're close, but this was like, oh, they're really close. We just haven't seen it on camera. Like, a choreographed dance in matching flapper outfits and right. weird hats. That's how close they are. <laughs> and uh, this is a choir audition. Like, which is... The choirs don't... <laughs> don't sing it's it It's not dance. a theater production. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they thought they were trying out for a musical, I think. Yeah. It's like... But also there were like eight board members or something and literally Heather's has a little marker that says like executive director. Right. I'm like, this is like a, a, a choir of like 10 people. Yeah, there's hardly, there was almost more judges than there were people in line. I feel like they're... Which I wonder... If... I wonder if more people show up. But I'm also, I'm honestly surprised because, I mean, you know, I know maybe... She doesn't have the best rep in town as far as, like, her religious issues there. But I'm surprised more people didn't come out. I mean, like, that she wouldn't have... Ad- like, I, I, can't, I can't imagine she would struggle to get people... I'm guessing she didn't really advertise it too well. Like, right. I don't think That's she what put I'm it saying. on her socials. Yeah, that was, like, a mistake. Cause but it's... I think she didn't want it to be bombarded with, like, fans. I, like, and if we saw that, you never know, like... I would maybe consider going just to, to meet just everybody to, yeah. and be on camera. So, like, I think they probably couldn't really do that. Yeah. Well. Um, or, I guess they, like, unless they wanted it to be, like, actually, like, American Idol, then they didn't do that. So yeah. it's probably just people she knows that she's mentioned, too, I would guess. But it is funny, because Jen was like, I was expecting American Idol, and then I walked up and there were, like, more judges than <laughs> people auditioning. And then Jen walks in and she like starts singing Amazing Grace, but she sounds like Fergie doing the national anthem. Damn. She was like, Amazing Grace. I thought it was funny though. Um, and then she, they basically are like, you and Meredith are going to kind of be like Ryan Seacrest. Like you're not actual judges. You're just kind of here to like get people from point A to point B. From inside to outside, I guess. Mm. <laughs> And then Jen walks out and, like, sees Angie, and she's kind of like, that was the last person I expected to see here, especially after the conversation I had with Heather. Right, even though she's good friends with both Heather and Whitney. Right. And then we... And a friend of on the show. 
Yeah, and on the show. That's yeah. the most important part. Right. <laughs> but that was the end of the episode. Right there. Dun, dun, dun. But this, I feel like this is the definition of a setup episode. Mm-hmm. Like, starting with choir, ending with right before the auditions, and everyone meeting all at once. All together. I'm hoping at the beginning of the next one, it'll be, like, really dramatic all at once, I hope. It does seem like multiple people yell at each other. Yeah. So. Including Heather, which makes you think, like, they ruin choir practice. Mm. Or choir auditions. So, on the next time on, they show... We get the Meredith and Seth in, in the taint thing. Yeah. In the tub. Honestly, I'm not mad at it. And they were talking about bros. Because, whatever. We've had enough non-sexual interaction that... <laughs> You're ready that I, well, I would say I'm ready for it, but I don't mind it. Uh, the one, the last season when everything out of his mouth was boob-related. It was like, okay, come on. Yeah. So then, I know, talk about losing your job, am I right? Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Whatever. Well, he can't keep a job, apparently. Oh. (laughs) So, anyway. Then we have Lisa showing up to the auditions. Um, Heather and Angie are, like, seemingly kind of, like, buddy-buddy. And then Jen is saying that she, like... It seems like she's going to kind of, like, have this really dramatic moment with Coach Shaw. And then... Angie was basically saying, Jen was like getting in Angie's face at the auditions and being like, you know how much shit my family's been through, blah, blah, blah. And Angie's like, because of Shaw Exposed, which I kind of agree with that. It's like, if this account didn't do that too much to you, then why are you getting upset? Yeah. It's like, I think it's just because it's like piled on and it's someone she knows. But at the same time, it's like, he didn't do that much. Yeah. But I like when she said, I mean, that's it. And Angie was like, uh huh. Angie was like, mm hmm. Sure, sure you are. And obviously we get the iconic moment. I can't remember who she was talking to, but she is just like, I'm not dealing with Angie because of her fat fucking elf on the shelf husband is going to put her on a yacht, bitch. Or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, basically saying, A, calling him Santa, I think. Yeah. And B, saying that he's she's only with him because he's her sugar daddy. Yeah. Um, and then at the very end, Heather like kind of touches Whitney and says like, I am done. Goodbye. And slams the door, which I think that's probably not going to be about Whitney. It's probably gonna be about Jen. And Whitney just like chased her to wherever she was. Interesting. Well, it seems like the, it seems like that feud is kind of like. Backburnered? I think it's backburnered. I don't know if I would say it's like over and maybe they never will be the same after that, but I don't think they're like actively fighting. And if anything, Whitney's with Angie, Heather's with Angie. The only person who's opposed to Heather at the summit is Jen. Yeah. Seems like. Well, and Lisa. It could be about Lisa, too. Right. But I don't think... I think it's kind of like the editing made it seem like it might be about Whitney. But I doubt it. I think it's Lisa. Yeah. But Heather's the most emotionally charged about But Jen and Angie were screaming at her auditions. So Heather might be mad about that. I doubt it. We'll see. I think Lisa's there and Heather's mad at Lisa. And that's what she's going to be upset about. True. Well, I think this was actually... Overall, I'm, it, it makes me excited for the next episode. And I think... I'm interested to see who all is mad, where the fat elf on the shelf comment comes in. And... Yeah, who she says it in front of. Yeah, and where Angie Harrington will go from here. Yeah. 
And if Angie was present for the fat elf on the shelf. <laughs> I don't think she was, because she was amazing. Like, she... It was very much giving the, like, when she called uh, Mary a grandpa fucker, even though Jen... Even though Mary was in earshot, it was very much, like, talking to herself and, like, it's the Jen we know. Yeah, she was talking to somebody about him, yeah. Yeah. I think... I don't know who's... Ooh. I do remember one thing when Meredith and Angie went to dinner. They went to this place called Provisions, mm-hmm. and I just think that's a bad restaurant name. Why? Because it's like it's like calling your store. It's like store. your restaurant food. <laughs> that's true. You Provisions. Know. Yeah, Vittles. Vittles. Um, like going to the grocery store and it'd be like the same thing. Food. Foodland. Oh, there's an animal. Provision llama. <laughs> I mean, provision panda. Sure. Give us a little more excitement. I didn't even notice the name of that one. I saw it immediately and I said, what? All I remember is Dirk Bentley's Cowboy Ranch. No, Whiskey Ranch. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. That's all. All right. Well, this has been Privileged Twinks. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. Rate and review it if you want to. Um, I've also, if you're listening on Spotify, there's a new feature where I can put little question bubbles and polls up. So I'm going to try to do that every week. So if you want to leave us a comment on the questions or vote on the polls, definitely do that. Um, And we will be back next week for episode seven already. I know. Time flies. And I'm Tyler. I'm Travis. And this has been Privileged Twinks. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.